A Fifth Visitor, or How Scrooge Kept Christmas, Chapter 4. He stared at her from around the bedroom door, making sure not to let too much light in from the landing. It was still early, after all. The one thing Carl Phillips had done right in his entire life was lying there, sleeping, as peaceful as a lazy Sunday afternoon. His perfect little sight of heaven. His daughter. If nothing else he did from now on worked out, he knew that he'd always have Sarah to be proud of. He couldn't help but feel sentimental. It was Christmas time, so why not? A slight beam of light from the waking sun was creeping across her face through a gap in the curtains, threatening to disturb her. He thought about going in there to adjust them, but he didn't want to wake her. She looked so happy and peaceful, like an angel. How could he tell her? How could he tell Kate? How could he tell the two most important people in his life that with just days to go before Christmas he'd been made redundant? He was having a hard time processing the news himself, and the managing director's speech was still playing over and over in his head, like a song stuck on repeat, infecting every moment. Sometimes he thought it had finally stopped, but then the very act of realising that made him remember it all over again. We're very sorry to have to announce this, particularly at this time of year. We considered leaving it until the new year, but we can't put it off any longer, and there's never a good time for bad news, is there? One by one, his colleagues were called into the manager's office, and one by one, they came out, their feelings written all over their faces. He had hoped against hope that he wouldn't get called in there, that fate had saved him somehow from the axe, that all his years of thankless oil service had been for something. This very thought made him feel guilty. Why should he be saved? He wasn't the only one with a family to support. We want to take this opportunity to thank all of you, whether you're relatively new to the company or you've been with us for years. Carl couldn't face that miserable canteen with its watered-down coffee and stale pastel sell-by-date cakes. And since it had happened, he'd taken to making his own sandwiches and having his lunch in the park with the ducks. They always cheered him up. Ducks didn't judge. They just took your bread and quacked their gratitude. Some evenings after work, he would go back there and consult with them. It had been quite a mild winter so far, so he would park himself on one of the least birdmuck-covered benches and rehearse how he was going to tell his girls. The moonlight reflecting on the water almost took him out of himself, to a different, less complex time, away from his worries. Cold, hard reality always managed to reel him back in, though. And when he remembered to switch his phone back on, there would always be several worried voicemails and texts from Kate asking where he'd got to. Well, he'd said to the duck that had been pecking away decisively at his reduced loaf. If she's worried now, what's she going to be like when I tell her? He remembered looking at the duck, hoping for an answer. But of course, it never came. He suddenly realised that Sarah had opened her eyes and was looking straight at him. Hey, Dad, what's wrong? Carl put his hand to his cheek and realised that he'd been crying. He came up with a quick eye. He'd become too good at that.
Oh, it's these cold mornings, Poppet. They always make my sinuses leak, he laughed. Then he realised something and went over to the bed. What's all this dad business? When did you stop calling me daddy? Sarah's face lit up, as if she'd been awake for hours. When I was six and three quarters, she said. Ha ha, very funny, he said dryly. When did you become so sarcastic? Oh, that didn't happen till I turned seven and a half. But you still believe in Santa, right? Because if not, I can give him a call and... Of course I do, Dad. Depending on what he brings me. An ice cloud suddenly stopped Carl in his tracks. Had he bought all her presents? She was a good girl and never asked for much. This had the opposite effect on him of wanting to spoil her a little bit more, especially at Christmas. His face went blank as he tried to picture the presents in his mind. Dad, are you all right? Sarah asked. This snapped him out of his trance. Yeah, yeah, of course, honey, I'm fine, he said, stroking her curly ginger locks. Just trying to straighten everything out in my mind. You shouldn't worry so much. You're just like mummy. I mean, mum. Sarah suddenly put on a mock, serious expression and deepened her voice. Well, someone has to worry. Whoa, where did Sarah go? Ha ha, very funny, Dad, she said, lying back down. You should be getting to work anyway. Look at the time. Yeah, you're right. What would I do without my very own human alarm clock, eh? He said, getting up. They'd sack you, and you could stay at home with Mum all day, and you'd drive her crazy. He thought about saying something then, or at least giving a preview of the bad news to come, but he couldn't do it, so he just said, Well, it's a good job we've got you then.